We are the Bride Radio as the voice of the true Bride of Christ. the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom we recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood but with the principalities and the powers of the air we are a ministry of prayer and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe we provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. Welcome, my friends, to the Texas Power Hour with Pastor Carolyn Sism and friends. This radio show is an outreach ministry of Eastgate Ministries in Katy, Texas. Experience the power, experience the glory with Pastor Carolyn Sism. Check out her website at www.eastgateministries.com. Snow, 
and his eyes like a flame of fire, and his feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice was the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth were a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. He laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. And of course, we know that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now that same fire that John saw lives in you. I said that same fire that John saw in the vision lives in you. Amen. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit living in you. We are to become a flame of fire. But the Hebrews said, I will make my ministers flames of fire. Amen. We have fallen short in the last few years. We've been in so, we have to be careful when we're in so much battle that we don't lose the fire. Ezekiel 1, 26 through 28. Okay. Thank you, JT. They're preaching louder than me in there. <laughs> okay, Ezekiel. I'm giving you an Old Testament example. 26 through 28. Above the firmament, over their heads, with the likeness of a throne in appearance like a sapphire stone. On the likeness of the throne was a likeness with the, with the appearance of a man above it. Also from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw as it were the color of amber, which is the color of fire, with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire with brightness all around, like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day. So was the appearance of the brightness all around it. This was the appearance of the lightness of the glory of the Lord. And this is not the only account of these in the Holy Bible. Church, New Testament does not take away this fiery presence that the Lord wants in us and this fiery presence that he wants to reveal himself and manifest himself to the world. Paul, Paul spoke often of his kind of glory. That subsequent readers down through the years, we watered down the fire. Yes. We have a tendency just to pass over that word glory as we do the word grace. Paul spoke about this kind of glory in every epistle that he wrote. I can remember the first time I was at a Bible study, and this was before I started, but it wasn't the first time I did a Bible study, okay? But it was the first time I heard the glory mentioned in a Bible study. And it was in a home, and this lady was preaching, and she began to preach on the glory of God. And I had been in and out of church all my life. I never heard anyone preach on the glory of God. <laughs> so what I had a concordance at home because I was a Bible student then. Even I was in my thirties, I guess. I went home and I pulled out my concordance. And I was looking up glory. And I went through every single verse of that Bible to study about this glory of God. Because I had never heard it preached. 
people. We just pass over it. The answer to Jesus' prayer for glory to be manifest was seen first at Pentecost and then multiple times throughout history. When the early church, what the early church described as cloven tongues of fire came not, not only upon them, but also inside them because it completely changed these men. Yes. From being just men to become divine creatures on earth. Yes. And when I, I'm not speaking of the divinity of the Lord Jesus Christ, but that they were used finally by God with yes. the power of God. Yes. They glowed with the supernatural power. Mm -hmm. Stephen's appearance was held to be as glorious as an angel. Wow. And these aren't just hyperbole words in our Bible. This is not hyperbole. I have had wonderful visions where I have seen the glory of Jesus in life. But God wants this for everyone. Yeah. He wants us to walk in this. He wants us to see this. He wants us living in the realm of the supernatural. Yes. He wants us living in the realm of heaven. Yes. He wants heaven on earth. Yes. And he says, Carolyn, that which is he heavenly in heaven will be heavenly on earth. That's what he's telling you. So what does that mean? That means that this incredible glory that's described throughout the Bible and now through time is to be on earth around us and in us and we are to move and have our being in the supernatural power of God. Yeah, amen. That's what I believe. Amen. I've got to preach it. Amen. I have to preach it. So much glory and power resided in those early disciples that they turned the world upside down. They were like dominoes falling across the world, and the whole world changed, and it has never been the same since. They brought in out of Judaism Christianity. You see, we can't take Christ and put him into Judaism. Yes. We have to take Judaism and put it into Christ. Yes. Okay, so much of the world today is trying to take Christ and put him back into the box of Judaism. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. No, we have got to bring, when, those, when that power fell, when that Holy Ghost came, Amen. when that fire changed those men and filled them with the fire of God and the faith became glowing creatures, they also changed God's work, God moving upon the earth into another kingdom and brought forth the church and brought forth this glorious church that you're supposed to be doing the same thing they did. somewhere. 
They did it where nobody would know in some dark, shadowy place. Oh no, it was on television last week. Tucker Carlson, did you see it? Tucker Carlson brought this woman up. Y'all saw that? And she was validating the witches. You know, it's another small group of people. We've got to validate the witches too. We validate LGBT. We validate whatever other group. Well, you're going to have to validate the witches too. I heard it come back. Johnny you heard what she said? She said, well, they're, they're another group of people. And they're praying. Okay, this is the battle you're in, church. This is the battle you're in. Not just with witches and covens and all that sort of stuff. You're dealing with war against the spirit of end time antichrist. To take over the world. Socialism. You said, well, socialism could never take over this nation. Watch them. If you did, the church doesn't rise up in what God calls you to do. Just watch it. Yes. If the church gets lazy, oh, what about the church? We're just going to float along. Oh, we're just going to float along. We're just going to be nice and sweet. And we're not going to do warfare. We're not going to make any waves. We're not going to lose our 50163. We're not going to lose our crowd. And the socialism will take over your nation. Yes, But these apostles. They became, they became filled with the very power and glory of God. They were filled with his I am glory. Every creature in heaven possesses this kind of glory. This morning I love that scripture that we cited that Alan read, Psalm 148. All of creation praises him. I've heard it. Yes. I've heard the wind. I've heard the leaves. I've heard the trees. I've heard the animals. God will open your ears. The wind of God will come into you. It will go into your very being and you can hear all of the wind and everything praising God. That time has heard it. 1 Corinthians 15, 40. There are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the glory of the heavenly is one kind and the glory of the earthly is another. Both Paul and Jesus said that the glory of God was not only for heaven, but for earthly vessels as well. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And you're going to have to apprehend that. You have to apprehend that you have been apprehended. Prayers should petition heaven to impart the heavenly glory in the people of God now and complete the prayer of Jesus. Church, when you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're not praying just for this weak little group of Christian people sitting around having coffee and tea and, and talking about uh, what could be. He's talking about the heaven coming down, the fire of God burning in you. People are healed. People are raised from the dead.
So when I began to read the Bible, that Bible, that same faith that entered me at 16 years old, that I believe what God said in the Bible was the way the earth was created, that, that faith never has left me. And I still believe that what the Bible says is the same power today as it was in the days of Ezekiel.
that, to stop the church right now. He's trying. He's got it so watered down. He's got it so uh, trying to take away all the power of God, trying to take away the powerful ministration of the Spirit of God in the church. Got people convinced. Say, you're not going to be too cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not cool to burn with the flame of God that will even embarrass people. Sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> oh, me too, Kirk. <laughs> Paul, in describing his ministry, said he did all his works that you would walk worthy of God who calls you into his kingdom and his glory. Okay? Around about... Oh, so 2000, people began to get the kingdom message. They realized, oh, hi, that's not about over there. I'm supposed to have that right now. Amen. And, uh, but there's another thing to that. He calls you into his kingdom and, say it, his glory. Okay, we got this kingdom, okay? I preach kingdom, and you're like, you don't think you haven't got this kingdom figured out. I, I got no hope for you. But <laughs> let me tell you, there's another part to that, and that is his glory. Yeah, right. glory. Amen. That means he's one, that means that's the glory that I read about to you that Ezekiel's shot. That's the glory that, that John saw in the book of Revelation. That was the glory that was on the Mount of Transfiguration. That was the glory that Paul walked in when God came down and he gave him the whole New Testament that became the gospel. The gospel of the apostles Amen. and the doctrine of the apostles that brought forth the church of God. It's the same fire of God that raised up the church out of Judaism and brought forth the church that is the kingdom of God that took the power of God stronger than any man has ever seen.
She describes her, her experiences in her book, Radiant Glory. This is what she said. We felt we had died, and Christ had come to dwell where we had been. See, they're going to be left in this flesh. Yeah. We knew only God and were hidden away in God in such a tremendous mystery. The very presence of God came upon us. And we were just bound before God in that wonderful experience. I felt my God had moved in and, as it were, had eliminated me. My mind did not seem to work at all. My spirit seemed all in heaven. And it seemed that Christ was just borrowing, as it were, my body. Christ was living in me. And yet, I did not seem to live at all. It was more wonderful than anything I had ever dreamed of. I would say it was just himself. Ms. Robinson was characterized as having a celestial inward fire. The fire is available to all who come to Jesus for it today. Today. The fire within is not something illusionary and evasive. It's not a fathom. It is not a fathom. It is a phantom. It is a reality. Amen. Amen. It is as real as me walking over here and touching Jenny. It's just a thin veil between the world that we live in on earth and heaven. Amen. Just a very thin veil. And they're watching us. The angels are watching us that we know things that they don't know. And the Bible says that they're watching us to see what God is doing amongst us. Amen. Because then God hasn't told them yes. everything that he's doing. Amen. And we're just figuring it out as we go along if you're like me. Fire is the result of a promise made by Jesus that he would baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. This is the fire from the very throne of heaven as seen by Ezekiel. You've heard me say, and I believe it, that in this book, one of the books that we read recently about heaven, about, there were several different ones, two or three of them said the same thing. There are coals of fire before the throne of God. And one of them has your name on it. Amen. One of them has your name on it. Yeah. Whoever saw this vision, I forget, I think it's one about my time in heaven. This guy died went to heaven. The Lord took him to that place where that, those fires of coal were before the throne. And he looked down, and there was a coal fire with his name on it. When that angel came and touched Ezekiel's mouth with a coal of fire, that, uh, not Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Isaiah. Touched Isaiah's mouth with the coal of fire. That coal of fire had Isaiah's name on it. Yeah. <laughs> Those coals of fire beside the seashore mm. that Jesus built a fire. This is, and this is after he had uh, been crucified. He didn't have any matches to build that fire. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have anything to build that fire. 
If the Bible talks about he's had this coals of fire, I believe with all my heart, those coals of fire had the apostles' names on it. And those coals of fire came straight from the throne of God. This is from Mrs. Robinson's back diary uh, from 1906. You know, it was a mighty move of God in 1906 in more than just um, one place. That little white church was built in 1906. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, in the early days, there would be prophets coming here and there. And they would tell us that there was angels in those walls and that they had been prayer that went into those walls and that there was one prophet came through and I don't think he knew anything. He said there was a move of God here in this area and he said they left they left their angel. There was an angel left here from that move of God. Mm -hmm. oh, Nineteen oh six. They didn't preach in that church but they preached in the area. So the walls were soaked. We're, we're starting to stroke these walls. Amen. Amen. Right. These walls will never be the same since we're in here. Amen. These walls will never be the same. Because the worship is going to be soaking into these walls. The word of God is soaking into these walls. Your prayers are soaking into these walls. Wherever you go, and the word of God goes forth. Wherever you go, and the fire and the prayer of God goes forth, it's soaking into the very walls of the place that you're speaking in. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I didn't read from her diary, did I? I started to. She says, the Shekinah glory descended upon them while at prayer and shone not only in the room but over the house. So the fire wheels, and fire wheels are Canadian firefighters, this was in Canada, came to put out what appeared to be a fire, and there was no fire. <laughs> that's, that's recorded in her diary. Ms. Robinson's understanding of the indwelling mystery surpassed that of the finest theologians and most perceptive parishioners in our day. Oh, I've had a taste of it. Amen. I've been touched by it. I've been in meetings where the fire of God came in so powerful and so strong. But it seems there was a decade would you say a decade where gross darkness covered this nation? Yes. Gross darkness covered the church. The church became fearful. People were afraid to preach. People were afraid to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ for a decade. They were afraid. They were afraid to stand up for righteousness. They were afraid to vote for righteousness because fear came upon this nation. Fear came upon this nation that we were cowering down. God raised up a warrior. One more. To give this church back their backbone. I mean, not this church, but to give the nation back its backbone. 
not there yet, but it's coming. The nation, the United States of America, was on the verge of losing its backbone. It had taken over Congress. It had taken over the executive branch. It took over the FBI and the Justice Department. And it took over the Supreme Court. A spirit of fear and cowardice took over this nation. Am I telling you wrong? No. Lord Jesus. But there are some there are some people who wouldn't let go. There's a remnant that wouldn't let go. That prayed and asked God to take this nation to what God intended for it to be. We seek Jesus more and more and more and more a personal relationship with himself. We come into him and he into us. But then there's a cleansing and a perjury and a pruning. But you don't notice it. Well, you might notice it. But, <laughs> but you don't care. They understood the indwelling of the baptismal fire was directly related to the kiln and crucible of being put in the fire. We were talking about the um, altar and the bread, the showbread on Sunday, not Sunday, Tuesday, was teaching on the showbread that being baked. It had to be baked at a certain temperature. And so and I asked everybody, how high do you want to go with God? Mm -hmm. How deep do you want to be plowed? Kevin and I, we saw him get in the oven and be baked. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Baked in that oven of God's fire. They understood the kill of the oven. They understood that. These old Pentecostals. Iniquity could not remain in his flame. And they opened themselves to the flame of cleansing. Paul took the subject to step further in Romans. Now I won't get finished here. Well, maybe. Does not the potter have power over the clay? From the same lot to make one vessel for honor, honor and another for dishonor. What if God wanted to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering? the vessels of wrath prepared for destruction. Now, I believe we have seen and I will see vessels of wrath that are prepared for destruction and we're seeing God's long suffering with them. We, I, I could name, well, I used to use one name and I won't be offended by sorrows. Mm -hmm. A vessel of wrath. Mm -hmm. But there's a reason why God has been long suffering with this man. I, I lost mine a long time ago. <laughs> that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy which he had prepared beforehand for glory. Even us 
whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Vessels of honor contain the glory, hold the glory, magnify the glory, and reflect the glory. Vessels of dishonor contain wrath, magnify wrath, and are flawed. We're all flawed. But there are some who will be destroyed. He shall rule them with a rod of iron, and they shall be dashed to pieces like the potter's vessel. That is the word of God. Yes. You know, there's a little says that nobody's going to be left out of this. You know, everybody's going to be in heaven. My Bible doesn't say that. There is only one way by which men may be saved, and it is through the Lord Jesus Christ and believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only way that man can be saved. Amen. Any other gospel is another gospel. Any other God is another Jesus. In the vessels of glory are the promises of God, the wisdom of God, and the power of God. In the vessels prepared for destruction lies all that are faith, say faith. Do we have a lot of faith stuff going on on this nation right now? Yes. Sure. My, my Bible says that they're vessels for destruction. Deceiving, compromised, and duplicious. Vessels of glory carried at all characterized by the five wise virgins who were prepared to enter the chamber. That's a, that, that isn't about, well, it could be about the second coming, but it's also about the visitation of the Lord. When the Lord visits. Where your planting field. Are you ready to go into the bridegroom's chamber? Vessels of dishonor were the leaky, depleted vessels which were unreliably dependent, dependent upon by the five foolish virgins. Church, universal, is in the realm of the five foolish virgins right now. Yes, it is. If God came, if Jesus had a visitation, if he came in with that awesome fire, if he came in with that awesome glory, and he filled us with that power and with that glory, is your oil complete? Amen. Amen. Good Is your oil filled? We got this is a serious business I'm talking about today. I'm not just up here preaching. This glory is available to us while we're on earth. It's not just a heavenly atom. Earthly vessels are to carry this kind of glory. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God and the faith of Jesus Christ. For we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of power may be of God and not of us. If it's not of me, then that means my sin is covered by the Lord Jesus Christ. But I still got flesh in me that has got to burn up. Amen. Good word, man. When God commanded light to shine out of darkness, I want you to hear this, because I haven't preached this like this before. And I can't give myself credit for this, for this either. He flung, now I'm going to start all over with that because I don't want you to miss it. 
When God commanded light to shine out of darkness, he flung a part of himself into a physical being. God is light. Our God is a consuming fire. God is love. Whenever he spoke about light in the Old Testament and New Testament, he's speaking of part of his own being. Light has the DNA of God. Amen. Now that's a word. Light is still being made because God said, let there be light, and he has never rescinded that. Sealed. A sealed word. And the seal has never been broken. Jesus spoke of light within. He spoke of a flame of fire burning inside and caution that it be not darkness. Jesus said that he was the light of the world. And those who heard him immediately thought in terms of a literal flame of fire. They are still thinking that when he comes upon the earth in fire, that it may be a literal flame of fire. Well, there may be a literal flame of fire, but I can tell you from what I've been studying on this fire, I can tell you there's going to be a supernatural fire of God greater than what hit at Pentecost, and, and it's going to hit this world, and there won't be anything left in the church or in the world of good. Hey, and it's all going to be burned up, and nothing will be left but what is of God. Amen. When this fire hits. Yes. Jesus referred to himself as a flaming fire and expected his disciples to do the same. And he says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Then Jesus said to them, a little while longer the light is with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become sons of light. There again, that's not um, a phantom that you become sons of light. That's not a nice Christian term. That's not an idea. It's not uh, something that's elusive. We are to become sons of light. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wherever you walk, wherever you talk, wherever you stand, don't let them see dark. Don't let darkness come out of your mouth. Do not let negativity come out of your mouth. If you are depressed and you keep rehearsing your depression, you're going to get deeper in depression. Right. No, you do not rehearse your depression. You do not rehearse your problems. You do not rehearse your illness, though it may be real. I'm not saying it's not real. You do not rehearse it because we, the more you rehearse it, the deeper and darker you get. God wants you to rehearse who God says you are and to speak who God says you're going to be and declare who God says he, that your destiny is and you will become it. Amen. You will become it. Because you get what you speak. 
Yes, you do. Amen. Jesus said he came to send fire on the earth and ask what it was already kindled. The glorious light, fire, and power. Power was in the life of my hero today, Miss Martha Wing Robinson. It was so powerful the dead were raised. Extraordinary healings took place. Signs were seen. Jesus wishes to manifest himself to his people in this manner. And you'd say, well, these awesome things happen. Why is it written history books? Because they rewrite those history books to tell the tale that they won't tell you. <laughs> Congregations have been robbed of the richest arena of God's blessing. The manifest one, the manifest presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus must be presented as the living, manifested one who desires to manifest himself to any person who will love him and keep his commandments. Mm. Closest to God and the power of his presence produces a vessel which cannot be simulated. Mass produced our fame, and the churches have tried to do it. If someone had a Interaction with God, they tried to build a program around it. They wrote a book. And they built a program around if you do this, and if you do this, and if you do this, then the same thing's going to happen to you. No, this is your God. This is one on one. You want this power with God? You can't be double again like I got it. You might, I don't know. But, but follow me as I follow Jesus. You don't follow a program, you follow the program, the word of God. And it's one-on-one -on -one between you and Jesus. And I can promise you, he will never leave you nor forsake you. And he will lead you along that path. Oh, but you can't follow men. They will betray you. You cannot follow the doctrines of men. You cannot follow the doctrines of devils. You must follow the doctrine of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I read that 
you to have it. All you got to do is meet the conditions, step up and claim the promise. Only the power of the indwelling Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the supernatural power from the throne of God, could, could explain the manifest presence of Christ in the being of Paul and what God did in this man. Oh, and the Lord told him the price he's going to have to pay. Yes. He came, when he came to him, and he called him, and he chose him, <clears throat> And he filled him, and he says, and Paul, it's going to cost you. Yeah. Oh, what That everything doesn't mean anything. That everything means nothing compared to his glory. The last words of David, and I'm closing and these are the last words of David. Thus says David, the son of Jesse. Thus says the man raised up on high, the anointed of the God of Jacob, and the sweet psalmist of Israel. The Spirit of the Lord spoke by me, and his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spoke to me. He who rules over men must be just. Ruling in the fear of God. And he shall be like the light of the morning when the sun rises. A morning without clouds. Like the tender grass springing out of the earth. By clear shining after rain. Unjust rulers are darkness. Unjust rulers brought darkness over this nation. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Unjust rulers. I was in D.C. looking out this window of this, house, of this hotel and the Holy Spirit spoke strong to me. Carolyn, you cannot trust one branch of your government. Mm -hmm. yep. Okay, we're finding out. We have unjust rulers in the Congress. Mm -hmm. We have unjust rulers in 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 the Justice Department, yes. in the FBI, and they should be taking care of us. Yes. We have unjust rulers in the executive branch, yes. and we have unjust rulers in the Supreme Court. Yes. Now, I saw last week, and I haven't had any follow-up, so I may stand corrected on this, that Roberts ordered an investigation of Kavanaugh because of the attitude that he displayed when he was sick in the hearing. Well, I was in like a barbecue thing up to me. Yeah, Jesus' name is dead, so. Well, I would in the garbage can. I. Okay. Okay, but those who do not fear God have no authority to rule and their life will be extinguished. Okay, now this is the word of God. Our Justice Department is still being cleaned up. You said we're going to go from heaven to earth government, kingdom. 
kingdom government. Well, I'm supposed to preach kingdom government because you hang around here. I carry that anointing. I cover a, I carry a governmental anointing to preach about the government of the kingdom of God. Amen. In case anyone asks you. Okay. According to that word that you can declare over this nation, the unjust rulers who are in our justice department, who have not yet been cleaned out, the unjust rulers who are in high places over this nation, will be dealt with by God. Yeah. Okay. But, there, but there's a hinge to this. It has to come out of the mouth of the church. Yes. You have to declare it. You declare the word of the Lord over your life, over your situation, over your nation, over the nations of the world, and the Lord will send a host of angels to perform that word, but it's got to come out of your mouth. That which is in heaven will be heavenly on earth. Yeah. How will it be heavenly on earth? The church has to rise up. The church has to take their place. The church has to take the place that God intended for the church to take. You're going to have to apprehend that. You're going to have to speak it forth. You're going to have to call it in. You're going to have to declare it. Don't just sit around and whine because your prophecies haven't come to pass yet. Have you declared it or are you just sitting there whining to God that it hadn't happened? Oh, my goodness. Throughout history, those who were used mightily of God exhibit the spirit of glory on him. Moses ministered to Israel with the spirit of glory resting on him. Peter ministered to the multitudes with the spirit of glory resting upon him. Stephen ministered to the crowds with the spirit of glory resting upon him. And Jesus' prayer for the saints emanated from the spirit of glory resting upon him. He officiated in the glory, spoke from the glory, walked in the glory, and he preached to the glory. And then he said, God, Put this glory in my disciples. Put this glory in my people. It's not just for Pentecost to cross over tabernacles, and I'll be preaching on that. Sunday, a Tuesday, I'm going to be preaching in the Holy of Holies. I preached on Pentecost out of the Holy Place. I'm going to a year. But now we're going into tabernacles and there's a fire of tabernacles in the Holy Holies. Glory to God.